0: Welcome back to Global Maritime News, the podcast, bringing you the most impactful news reports and analysis across the global shipping and supply chain industry over the past half week. I'm Levine, your host, and as of Sunday, 6th of March, 2pm Singapore time, these are the major stories. First off, bunker prices have surged past 900 US dollars for the very first time. And as the Ukraine-Russian conflict continues, seafarers continue to be put at risk, as they are at the very forefront of the conflict. Continuing on, ship owners complain of predatory war risk pricing as insurance premiums increase. Moving over to the port sector, the port of Savannah is to expand capacity by 60% by 2025, making it the second largest port in the US on the East Coast. And later in the podcast, newcomers Transfar and Sea Lead Shipping have launched new Trans-Pacific Liner services. Starting off, bunker prices have surpassed 900 US dollars per ton for the first time in history at two of the world's largest bunkering hubs. Prizes in Fujairah, the world's third largest bunkering port, reached $918 US on Friday, while in Singapore, the world's top bunkering hub, they stood at $904.50, with Ship and Bunkers' overall global average price at a record high of $885.50. Bunker prices have been on the rise since the summer of 2020, but have recently accelerated to new record highs, as global oil prices have surpassed 110 U.S. dollars per barrel. Sanctions against Russia combined with general geopolitical uncertainty and tensions have pushed Brent prices to their highest levels since 2014. The price of very low sulfur fuel oil, VLSFO, has increased by 35% since the start of the year, and the fuel spread between VLSFO and HSFO is now more than 200 US dollars per ton. Owners who operate in the spot market on voyage charters are more vulnerable to rapidly rising bunker prices, particularly in the short run. However, in order to compensate for these rising fuel costs, owners will demand higher rates over time and new rate floors will be established. The rise in bunker prices will also have a distinct impact on container lines as bunker prices costs will increase per TEU, and these costs will be passed on to the customer through bunker adjustment factor surcharges. Moving on, seafarers and ships continue to be threatened by the Ukraine-Russian conflict. On Friday, the Ukrainian Seaport Authority reported the sinking of an Estonian-owned general cargo vessel, Helt, in the Black Sea off the coast of Ukraine. According to Ukraine's State Border Guard Service, the Russian Navy used the Helt as a shield in order to hide behind it from the Ukrainian anti-ship weapons. The news comes just one day after a missile struck the Bangladeshi-owned Bulker Banglar Samridi in Ukrainian waters, killing one of its crew members. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine nine days ago, the ship has still been stranded at Alvia port in the Black Sea. Furthermore, as innocent seafarers are at the front of the conflict and have their lives at risk, the Secretary-General of the IMO, kit Lim, has repeatedly called for merchant shipping to be kept safe from the conflict. The IMO has also announced on Friday that it will hold an extraordinary session of its council to address the impacts on shipping and seafarers caught in the crosshairs of the conflict around the Black Sea and the Sea of Azov. Continuing on, some ship owners requiring war risk coverage have complained of predatory war risk pricing. Since the 24th of February when Russia invaded Ukraine, war insurance charges spiked for vessels blocked in the area. According to a news article by Tradewinds, they saw a note from an insurance broker dated 1st of March, and the rates, calculated as a percentage of the ship's estimated value and renewable every 7 days, have risen from 0.025% to between 2 and 5%. Furthermore, according to two shipping sources with ships in the area that was contacted by Tradewinds on March 4th, quoted rates have risen even further, reaching up to 7%. With these extremely high insurance rates, ship owners have to make the tough call, either to pay for the exorbitant insurance rates or remain without cover. Moving over to developments in the port sector, the port of Savannah is to be expanded by 60% by 2025, with box capacity to be increased from 6 million TEUs to 9.5 million TEUs. The port of Savannah is the second-largest container port on the east coast of the United States after the port of New York and New Jersey. Under this port-wide expansion, there are several projects that are undergoing. First up, the port is expanding, first first expanding Berth 1, increasing on-dock capacity by 25%, which will be able to serve four 16,000 TEU vessels as well as three additional ships simultaneously by 2023. The renovations are expected to increase berth capacity by 1.5 million TEUs per year. The second project is the Savannah Harbour expansion project that is set to be finished in March, and this will be able to accommodate larger ships. The deeper river channel will allow vessels carrying more than 16,000 TEUs to carry heavier loads and transit the river with greater scheduling flexibility. Furthermore, for the Garden City Terminal, 400,000 TUs was just added, and by June this year, another 820,000 TUs will be added as well. Another new upriver container yard will also add another 500,000 TUs in capacity. Elaborating further on this expansion was GPA's Executive Director, Griff Lynch, who shared that, With all of the public and private investments that they are seeing, and the number of people being drawn to the business, it makes Savannah the hottest market in the country for transportation and logistics. And moving over to our last story of today, new liner operators Transfar and Sealead have launched new Trans-Pacific services that are made to avoid port congestion. First off, Lead Shipping, which is based in Singapore, will be launching its premier service, linking Asia, to the US East Coast using four ships over 6,000 TUs. The carrier shared that they aim to avoid port congestion that is affecting the service at many other ports. Alibaba Transfer Shipping is expanding its trans-Pacific trade as well, which it began on an ad hoc basis in mid-2021. The company has created a full-fledged Trans-Pacific service that is sponsored and supported by Chinese e-commerce giant Alibaba Group. The AliExpress service will connect China and Southeast Asia to the United States West Coast, Gulf Coast, and East Coast, and it is stated that nine vessels will be used. This development comes after other Asian liner companies have recently begun Trans-Pacific services as well. After exiting the trade a decade earlier, Hong Kong-based TS Lines launched a China-to-Vancouver service in October 2021. Other than that, the Taiwanese firm is also expanding in other east-west trades. And that is all for episode 14 of the Global Maritime News Podcast. If you want to comment on this podcast and the topics that we've covered, you can send us an email. The address is newspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Global Maritime News. I'm Levine Tan, your host and creator, and until next time, goodbye.